Welcome to another edition of WPOV Quarantine. I'm the Invisible Man, Legendomania, and today we are going to be hosting a WrestleMania-centric, and I love just using centric, it just sounds like I'm smarter than I am, centric word, we are going to talk about WrestleManias this week. Uh, did I even mention the show? We are WPOV Quarantine, just in case you tuned in, and you got to see those two ugly regular co-hosts and not me. You're probably wondering, is this the legendary, legendary, see what I did there? Legendary WPOV Quarantine. <laughs> yes, it is. We are going to talk WrestleMania moments. First of all, I can see him smiling. I know he's hacked my camera. I know he's uh, just jealous of me. I know he's the one. Uh, my first guest, uh, my first co-host, the lone wolf, Andy Anderson. Andy, you hacking son of a... How you doing, brother? Pleasure as always. I, I'm really curious, though, who is this Legenda Mania? Yeah, you, you wouldn't know because, you know, you're a simple man, and that's okay. I'll keep it that simple. I'll use smaller simple, words today. A simple man that can actually have his camera work and be on the <laughs> Thanks for having me. Yeah, uh, okay, anyhow. And my other co-host, the real star of this show, the gentleman, Elio Canella. It's great to be here. Well, you know what? Today, guys... Elio probably will not shut up. This guy knows WWE. He knows uh, he loves WrestleMania. I got to admit, for me, this was hard to find two matches I like because WrestleMania usually puts me to sleep. But we are going to talk about it. Uh, today, we have some special guests. We have Kevin Cannon coming all the way from over from CWE. I believe now I screwed this one once in a ring announcement, but the CEO of the Cannon Corporation. That is correct. The CEO. Holy crap. Why couldn't I get it that night, eh? I don't know. Put on the spot. Pressure yeah. was on. Yeah. yeah, there was no camera to hide behind or lack of. And <laughs> returning our good friend, Javier. Javier Yost. Welcome back, Javier. How are you doing from Pro Wrestling Stories? Thank you for having me back, guys. Well, you know what? I've been reading some good I'll stuff. Say, I'll try to say something smart this time and intelligent and... Ah, you're on the wrong <laughs> show for that shit, brother. All right. <laughs> Let's hurry it up because I got to go watch my Raiders get their ass kicked. So let's go. Let's talk about these WrestleMania, man. <laughs> well, you know what? This week we are, like I said, we're going to talk about some WrestleMania. Now, uh, I guess I can't throw my hands up, but I, I, I want to know, are you guys big WrestleMania fans still? I mean, I started at the very first WrestleMania, saw it at the Stampede Corral, uh, standing there in the dirt, looking up. No, sorry, it was the Kingsman Fieldhouse. Yes, it was the Kingsman Fieldhouse with a bunch of people uh, actually looking around going, I can't believe I paid money to sit with strangers to watch wrestling in a fieldhouse. But I loved it. However, I'm going to I'm gonna be honest and say over the years, WrestleMania, I don't think I've watched the last probably five WrestleManias because it's, for me, it's kind of a snooze fest. I mean, there's some good matches, but I can't take five hours of tedium. Uh, but are you guys still, are you guys still digging the WrestleMania vibe? Kevin, are, are you still, is it something you look forward to? Do you watch it live? I, I do. And, and the reason I think I look forward to it is because I, like, I haven't had cable television in a couple of years just because I wasn't watching it. Um and that's something that like there's a group of friends where you know that's like a big night we have where we get together we order pizza we get a couple <laughs> cases of beer whatever and, and we we make our own event out of it and there's times where i've maybe watched you know the wwe product a handful of times over the last three four months and i kind of got to even get caught up on what's going on like i know who everyone is and i have enough you know friends that are um avid watchers that post their thoughts and commentary and everything else. And I'm relatively familiar with what's going on, but I'm not as invested as I was say, you know, 15, 20 years ago when things were at their absolute peak and hype, but I've seen them all, you know, um, yeah. live from, I don't know about 
WrestleMania eight on kind of thing. And prior to that, it was not available where I live. So I had to wait till it hit the local video stores and rent it and watch it that summer. But, you know, I've watched them all and I've taken them all in and there's definitely ones that I could have lived without watching recently, especially, but, uh, I don't mind it. There's never a time where I walk away thinking like, damn, I should have just stayed home tonight. Like it's, it's what it is. All right. Fair enough. Fair enough. Javier, is it, uh, is it, do you watch it every year or is it, what, what is it for you? What is WrestleMania for you each year? I do not. I do not watch the current product too much. What I, I try to, I try to keep up with what's going on. Uh, it's, it's like, I'm more interested in this, this, uh, there was a um, you guys talked with Dan Murphy uh, a couple weeks ago, right? From uh, yep. Pro Wrestling Illustrated, and what he said is something that echoes me myself. Uh, he enjoys he, he doesn't really watch the current product too much. He just loves learning more about the history and where everything came from. So I enjoy more like maybe getting to know what what's going on and and be familiar. But for me to sit down for three and a half hours. I, I totally respect what Kevin says with these pay-per-views, make an event out of it because just like, you know, a sporting event like football, baseball, hockey, whatever. Sometimes it's not really the game. It's more like being with your friends, hanging out, and, and the event is right there. And and and, and I think that's a, it's a good opportunity to, to hang out. And, and I just love the fact that we're – let's go – before it was let's go buy the pay-per-view and everyone chips in a little bit and, 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 and you order it. I used to have to call your local cable company and all that. <laughs> um, but for me to mark my calendar and say WrestleMania is coming up or SummerSlam's coming up or et cetera, not really, but still, you know, whenever WWA, whatever they do, you're aware of it. Okay. But I'm not going to, you know, mark my calendar. And just one little thing for all <laughs> you Canadians up there. This was a good event too. Main event. The big event, yes. Yeah, event. Event. yes. That was good. That was, that was a good show right there. I could have gone uh, to that one. Andy claims he's the big event, but <laughs> <laughs> all right, Andy. All, yet the ladies seem to disagree with me. I still haven't figured out why. <laughs> okay, <laughs> they keep escaping the anyways. <laughs> How about for you, Andy? Uh is it like is it a regular ongoing thing for you every year? Is WrestleMania the big thing for you? Do you got do you do something for it? You watch it? Uh Yes and no. Uh, I mean, I can share similar stories, you know, to, to Kevin and Javier where, uh, you know, back in the day, like even, even yourself, like for me, I think it was the first two WrestleManias uh, I got on VHS. I rented WrestleMania three, I think was at the uh, Edmonton, Convention, Edmonton Convention Center. Yeah. That was like the closed circuit TV. And then from there on in, um, I don't think I've missed one live. Uh, I've been to two live. I was at WrestleMania 20 and WrestleMania 26. And um, yeah, the last 10, 12 years is leaning more towards like what Kevin said. It's, you know, the, the event of kind of getting together. I mean, you know, if, people can compare to the super bowl so that's you know if you have your super bowl parties this this is your yeah yeah and you know and then javier mentioned SummerSlam, and even then you know it's it's uh not recently with coven whatnot but but prior to the past couple years that was usually kind of it was like usually like around one of my friend's birthdays and so it's kind of like okay well this worked out well because we're gonna have part birthday party we're gonna watch SummerSlam, biggest party this summer but but overall it's the you know, maybe maybe it's 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 like like Disney Disneyland where you know when you're younger and there's so much magic to it. Then as you get older, uh, you know you've been around it enough, you've seen it enough, you know what it is, you know what it isn't. 
and it, it's you, you you'll still partake mm-hmm. but that that the magic the majesty <laughs> yes the, the the pageantry of it all the it, ogs it, it, it's, hold on yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it's, it's not the same but like i mean i'll still you know i'll, I'll still i'll still watch even i think even these past two, again, with COVID and stuff, I think I was still watching it by myself. And it's just like, no, that's, you know, I'll do it. But, but yeah, you know, you talk about having to sit for, for five hours. And, yeah. uh, and it's the same thing, right? Like you talk about like the Super Bowl, the Super Bowl, you know, with the pre-show and everything else, you're, you're like eight to ten hours. And, I mean, that's a lot of watching for, for anybody, whether it's, whether it's sports, whether it's sports entertainment. You know, you think of movies like – you know, movies that are people going like, oh, it's a two hour movie. Or it's a two and a half hour movie. No way. And yet, you know, you're expecting to sit there for six, eight hours for, for WrestleMania. So, yeah, but uh, but I digress. Well, you know what? You, you I think you really hit the perfect analogy describing WrestleMania from when you're younger to you're older. It is like Disney because then you realize how much you're actually paying and putting into it. <laughs> and you realize, whoa, Disney made that freaking match. When you're a kid, everything's free, right? You're like, yeah. you don't think money. Yeah. You don't think those things like, oh, this is what when you're paying the bill. Yeah, it better damn well be good. It usually doesn't live up to the bill. Now, I know this is probably a dumb question, but Elio, do you yeah. still love the WrestleManias? You know, uh, the early WrestleManias, and I, my friend, you had a satellite, so she used to invite. She used to invite her her family over. Her cousins would go over, and then every year they'd invite me and my brothers over. So, and it was, and like it was, it had that special feel to it. And but over the years, uh, it's not. It hasn't been the same. Like I think I. I think I dropped out uh, after WrestleMania uh, 15 okay. because it just wasn't the same. And every, every year they, <laughs> and then every year, every year they keep uh, stretching it out to uh, four, three hours, four hours. It's just too long. Okay. And that was nope. the two-hour kickoff show. <laughs> it's eight hours. That's like equal to a flight from Toronto to Italy. I just can't. Wow, I don't think I've ever made that comparison in my <laughs> life to anything. Oh, yeah, <laughs> we know where your heart is, Elliot. Okay, you know what? The funny part is, is, as I was saying to you guys, I remember WrestleMania one. I remember WrestleMania like three to ten. For the life of me, I don't know where the heck I saw WrestleMania two. Like, did I see it live? Did I? No, I. I don't think I did. I think I probably rented it on video. You know, but uh, yeah. I just cannot. And it was probably one of the crappiest WrestleManias I remember. Such a letdown from one. Yeah, it was really bad. You know, yeah. and then and then number three was. Well, like, I guess oh. I have to change my choice for for favorite moment. <laughs> moment. Oh, brother! Here we go. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Let, me a, let me get a pencil. Let me get a pencil here. A whiteout. Or... <laughs> so I want to ask a really quick question here. We've talked about you know these marathons as it's sort of becoming at times, and you know what, parties are fun, but eight-hour parties maybe not so much. Um, what did you guys think of splitting it up over two nights? What was that? Oh, I love it. You love that, Kevin? Do you think they <laughs> yeah, should keep I, that format? Oh, oh, hell yeah. Yeah, that's great. And like um, the Saturday one. So this past year, you know, it was, I don't know if we did it uh, against health orders or not. I don't remember where we were at in Manitoba at that point. But this past year, I went to a buddy's house who has, uh, has the network and he had PVR the Saturday one. And he kind of. You know, we went on Sunday though, right? So, yeah. you know, he kind of fast forwarded through, okay, here's what you missed and here's what you kind of need to see and got us caught up and skipped all the bullshit. And then Sunday, you know, or, you know, in the evening when the actual Sunday 
part of it um, came on that we just watched it live as is sort of deal. Um, the year before that, the 2020 was right when COVID hit. And I went to, uh, you know, a, pr- a promoter's house. Well, uh, I'm sure you can guess who was very anti-restricted. over here, you know. And, uh, and, and same thing, you know, we just kind of buzzed oh, through the Saturday stuff and uh-huh. rewatched whatever was the highlights of it. And then we watched the Sunday one live, you know, ordered some Uber Eats and sat there just, uh, you know, hanging out and watching the show. And and, and I like that. Like, I'd ra- I would way rather have the option to do that than have, you know seven eight nine hours to sit through because the last couple prior to that 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 was a drag after a while and you just and you can feel that energy from the from the live house transferring over through the tv you know you can feel it like they are burnt out and i've been on these shows where you know where um you're on last or second last and everybody's going long and you're like you fucking assholes and then you get out there and people are just burnt out you know yeah. and and you know you're not you know or uh, you know maybe this is just my ego thinking that way but you know you know you're doing what you're supposed to be doing and under normal circumstances you'd be getting a little more reaction while you're getting but these people have been here for four hours at that point or whatever it is and they're just burnt out on wrestling that's they're ready to go home okay now javier you know as a uh as a a journalist who looks at so many shows i I mean you may enjoy it but does it take away a bit of the majesty having it over two nights because then there's the whole well is night two more important than night one is the main event of night one as important as a middle match in the second night. Like, uh, how do you think of that? Let's put it this way. Um, for me, I, I, I love pro wrestling. I, and I, and I, and I, I hope I will always enjoy watching pro wrestling in, in any form, but for watching raw for me, is is a little difficult can you imagine sitting down for hours and hours for for wrestlemania that's 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 a thing i think there's and and it's not and it's not about the content itself it's about the amount of content now available every day every day there's wrestling AEW, uh smackdown raw and and you don't even have to watch the uh, well AEW has what like three or four shows now yeah they got a a, online table uh if you want to watch wrestling of any kind and any flavor or whatever type there is wrestling for you but again sitting sitting and watching a a super super long event i mean let's just put it this way i'm a raiders fan uh to me they'll they'll always be the oakland raiders but now they're the las vegas raiders but i digress as they say (laughs) let's say they went to the super bowl Oh my God! Let's 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 dream a little bit. Their car. Let's Super say they Bowl. went to the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. Would I stay? Would I watch the whole pregame? Well, first of all, they'll be talking about the event two weeks ahead of time, every day, right. every day for two weeks, and then the day of the of the of the, of the game. What is it like? Six hours talking about. Once once it's game time, it's like you're you're like uh, Nick said, or I think Andy. If someone said you're you'll you'll you're burnt out, you know, and uh, but again. I think uh, separating them is a good idea. What they did in New York, what was it? New York, New Jersey, the, they had the people were sitting there like for for eight hours or something. That was, that was insane. You know, that was like a marathon, you know, no matter how big a fan you are. All right. Well, uh, how about maybe can, maybe I'll ask Andy then that question too, as a, as a, like a, as a competitor yourself. Right. And say you're put into that situation. Does it become a thing of like, well, night one is more important than night two. Does it delude the WrestleMania as a whole having two parts? 
as a performer, straight from performance. You know what? As a performer, probably to some extent, because usually it's like you know whether it's it's one night, two nights. If it's a three night, like a New Japan thing or something, it's it's chances are you know we're trained that it's like the last match, the final event of the show. Whether it's one night, two nights, three nights, that is like the the, the pinnacle, the top, right. But having said that, it's one of those things where, you know, when you hear performers talk about it, and I think I would be no different, is if if I'm main eventing, you know, night one of two nights, I'm doing my damnedest to make sure that no one's going to follow it the next night. Okay. You know, and that it, it's, yeah. you know, if, if, if my match is the main event for night one and Kevin's match is main event for, for night two, I'm doing everything in my power to make sure that people be like, oh, yeah, Kevin's match was great, but the main event of the weekend was that Saturday night, you know, night one, like Andy's match. Okay. Okay. Now we are going to get into WrestleMania things. I, now that I have the guys here that are watching WrestleMania, there's a few questions about WrestleMania. I've always wanted to ask people and other opinions of, so I'm going to get those out of the way really quick. First of all, sure. let's talk cinematic matches. Are you guys for cinematic matches in WrestleMania or is it just another kind of, fluff added into this whole spectacle we'll start with you kevin i didn't know what to make of it at first like i thought it was definitely um making the best of a bad situation right you you have no fans there that definitely detracts from the energy and you know so it was kind of like hey let's let's do this let's let's see if this works it's not the first time depending on how you categorize it that that's happened there's been some absolute horrible ones that uh, who was it? Dustin Rhodes and um, um, Roddy Piper. Yeah, the, the, Piper. Back, back the, 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 yeah, the, yeah. Oh, that too. But no, no, the King of the Road one where they're like in the back. Oh, the Black oh, oh, Boy. W, that's a that WCW thing. Yeah. Yeah. That was in the yeah. right? That was in the, in the arena. That was god awful. Um, <laughs> you know, there's the Boiler Room Brawl and all that stuff too. Yeah. And then like that was that was pretty good. Um, so so it varies. I think it depends on if there's a reason for it, right? Um, if it's just a cold like, hey, these guys really don't have any heat and going into this and you know we, we maybe kind of shotgun something for the last three weeks of tv before this there's no reason to do that but if there's something there's a reason why you know you tell a story why they can't be there or why they have to be in this environment or or whatever the case is i think that's just one more tool in your tool belt that you can use and you just got to use it right if you don't use it right it's going to come off as garbage if you do use it right it's really going to add to the you know the pomp and circumstance of it they're like hey this is a spectacle this is an event this is a special thing and this is the only place where you know we can settle this this way at this event at uh, this time of this date whatever all right elio how you feel about uh these kind of um what did i call uh, the cinematic match the cinematic match yeah yeah, I was tell I'm not a fan. Sorry, <laughs> I, I, I wasn't sure um, how how this would work when mm-hmm. they first brought it up. But uh, talking about like past matches, like the Boardroom Brawl, and um, I don't like it, and I don't hate it. For me, it's just there. Just there. Yeah. All right, Javier. I would say no. We gotta go back. We gotta go back to wearing uh, wool wool pants to the Gotch and Hackenschmidt days. And uh, <laughs> you talk about long wrestling. Go back to <laughs> go back to twelve, 12 hour twelve hour <laughs> matches. You know. Yeah. No, no. But all in all seriousness, um, I'm not. I'm not a huge fan of the cinematic uh, matches. But I don't. I'm not against them. I. I. I, I can appreciate and respect the uh, the creativity. But it's interesting, these kind of matches 
I think would, would draw someone like my daughter to watch wrestling. Not, it wouldn't, doesn't make me not want to watch, but maybe catch her eye. And, and if I show her, she's like, Oh, that's pretty cool. So something like that, I think is good for the, for the, for the newer fans. I think it kind of draws their attention just last, just yesterday I was watching uh Sue young. She has like, um, like a horror theme to her. She's got, she's got like a Japanese horror uh, character, like a gimmick going. And, um, this was in this was in London, I believe the event, and it was a ama- the production was amazing. And I'm I consider myself a traditionalist, but I'm totally not against uh, creativity or, or them using things like this to 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 get people's uh, attention to, to to maybe tune in. You know, totally right. go, go for it, man, go for it. If, if if it doesn't work, at least you tried. If it if it, if it and you can try something next time, just tweak it. If it did, awesome, man, go for it, man. It's entertainment, right? Let's Brian, man. All right, Andy. I think I'm pretty much on board along the lines of what Kevin said. Uh, at the end of the, at the end of the day, now it's a it's a tool in the toolbox. Uh, if it's used properly with the the right the right characters, the right storyline, the right time, um, it's got potential. And even then, you know, it depends on the production values and who's right. doing it. Because if it's if it's going to be WWE, you know, they're going to go all out. Uh, That's AEW. <laughs> Sorry. Ah, well done. Even AEW, like AEW's, you know, the one with with was it Sting and uh, Sting and Darby Allen against yeah. Cage and yeah. Strokes. Yeah, like that one. I mean, yeah, it, it was okay, but at the end of the day, it, it's going to be like a wrestling match, right? Like, I mean, we can, you know, there's 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 what five of us here. We can talk about you know one or two different matches. And half of us are going to say it's great. The other half yep. of us is going to say it sucked because you're not yep. going to please everybody, right? We That's all know true. that. Yep. Um, it, it's, yeah. It, it, I think now that things have kind of gone back to quote unquote normal as far as having crowds in the audience, mm-hmm. we probably won't see as many. Um, I, would, I would speculate that when, uh, when a certain fiend shows up somewhere, mm-hmm. you know, we're, we're bound to have something <laughs> especially espe- yeah. well especially if it's AEW. i mean whether yeah. you know they, there's something with, with him and matt hardy or whoever else um and to me that makes sense i mean i could see where you know if the undertaker was still around you know maybe the odd match there where you, you have that more cinematic match kind of style prior to prior to us talking about this i wasn't even thinking about you know like like the boiler room brawl and some of the other pre-recorded matches is like cinematic matches it was just you know, they were just pre-tapes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So even then it's like, okay, well, is it a pre-tape match? Is it a cinematic match? What's the difference? Because, you know, we talked, you talked about the King of the Road or whatever that, yeah. whatever the, the, yeah. the flatbed That's one was. And I mean, yeah. like it, it was, it was, a, I mean, I don't know, like, would that be a cinematic match? Because yep. sure. Like they were driving on, they were driving on the truck, but, but I mean, as far yeah. as like, you know, like adding extra production value and, and you know, sure. a lot of like post-production for, you know, a lot of camera angles, you didn't have much, like whatever, they, whatever. I mean, there wasn't drones back then. So whatever they had following, they had, would have had what, like maybe it was like a two camera shoot, three camera shoot tops. Yeah. They yeah, never got to side one. Yeah. Where, uh, yeah. You know, and I, and I think it'd probably be hard for them to kind of, okay, stop, start, stop, start. Whereas you know, yeah. like using like, like, like an undertaker, AJ styles, where you're going to have probably what, like four or five, six cameras. You're going to, you know, okay, stop here. We got to add the lighting. We got to do this. So, you know, it, all of a sudden it's like, well, you know, maybe we can do a whole episode on, well, what's the cinematic match? What's the God, criteria? Right. I do not what's, want to do that. Very true. No, okay, fair <laughs> enough. <laughs> but, uh, 
but yeah, to kind of come yeah. you know, full circle for my rambles. Um, yeah, it, it, it's a, at the end of the day, it's a, it's a tool in the toolbox. Uh, I think if it's used once in a blue moon, like it doesn't turn into a hell in a cell where, you know, like Kevin said, oh, all of a sudden it's like, yeah, let's just do a cinematic match because we don't know what else we're going to do with these guys. Well, it would be cool. Know, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, sure. It'll, it'll pop a rating or something. Well, right. Yeah. Okay. But, uh, okay. Yeah. Well, I know for myself, like, I don't really talk too much about cinematic patches because the truth is I can't stand them. Uh, for the simple fact is I love wrestling. You know, I grew up as a little kid watching wrestling. In my head, I've always had that dream of how do you legitimize wrestling? But you can't really. You really can't. You have to have that element of suspenseful disbelief to enjoy it, you know? And uh, my problem came in when stuff like, you know what? One of my favorite movies of all time is... Um, yeah. uh, Oh, fuck. Now I can't even think of the name. The Roddy Piper one where he sees people in the alien shit. They live. Oh, they, live. they live. Okay. Love that movie. Okay. Until they get into that fight and he body slams him in the alley. And I'm like, this is bullshit. Nobody would do that kind of nonsense in real life. Right. So my, my problem is like, I don't like wrestling can only go so far. Like, and I love wrestling. I love the moves. I love, you know, Nobody automatically runs into the ropes and turns around. That never would happen in real life. No. But I'm willing to suspend my belief and enjoy it for what it is and not take that apart. But when you're trying to put too much reality like these matches do, it makes it seem ridiculous. And with that being said, I used to watch Lucha Underground. But with the fact knowing this was a fun fake wrestling, fake wrestling, a not competitive wrestling, that it was acting wrestling. Ah you know what i mean okay (laughs) (laughs) so for me it's the cinematic matches i i really have a hard time with that because people are doing stuff that makes you remind you that it's wrestling but none of that stuff would happen in real life in a fight ever ever Right. right um the ones you guys brought up, the the mankind undertaker thing that was cool because it was actually seemed like two guys trying to kill each other yeah yeah. And the other one, believe it or not, the only cinematic match that's been in the so-called cinematic era that I thought even came close to seeming like a legit fight was, believe it or not, the Sting Darby Allen uh, match. At least it had elements of a ring in there. At least it seemed like they were trying to get into the ring to make a thing. It wasn't just let's do these goofy moves and whatever kind of stuff that wasn't realistic. So and even then, I'm not saying I liked it. I'm just saying of all the crap there, it was the turd that rose to the top above the other turds in my mind. So I am not a fan of cinematic matches. Um, I think that there's a place for them. There's a place for Lucha Underground. I just don't believe it should be in regular wrestling. <laughs> I believe those should be separated because I believe it deludes people's idea of it. And, I, and it gives people who are critics of wrestling be able to say, well, look how bullshit it is. Look at this shit, you know, and I don't like that. I want wrestling to seem as realistic without going the MMA route as you possibly can. So for me, but I'm curious because a lot of people I've heard nothing but ups and downs. Nobody's mid about it. Everyone's loves it or hates it. It seems so that was a question that I had in mind. Now, let's start off. First of all, we each had picked, right, four WrestleMania matches yeah. or moments yeah. or something. Let's yeah. go to our number four in each one. I'm going to go around the corner here. I'm writing them down. Number four, Kevin, what is your fourth favorite WrestleMania? No, actually, I know you. I'm going to save you for last. Andy, <laughs> all right, what all right, was fair, your fair. number four? <laughs> number four. Did I do four? Did I only have kind of have three? You only had three? 
We talked well, about. I mean, so yeah, I, I know. I know. I know. We talked. <laughs> well, I can't even remember. I can't. Even, it's just because, like, to me, it's like, yeah. you know what? Even before we go to this, because I thought like, there's even something now where I see it more about, and they even hear them talk about it. It's it's almost more about WrestleMania moments than yeah, WrestleMania if you want. matches. Okay. So, um, everything's going to be old school. It's the Repo Man, isn't it? You want to talk Repo Man? <laughs> well, you know what? I heard someone Mania. Uh, what's that? I don't know that Repo Man was ever on a Mania. Oh, yeah, I kind of don't Royal. think he was. The more I think about oh, the Gimmick Battle Royal. Yeah, he was at the Gimmick Battle Royal. That was his only appearance. Yep. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, I just I kind of you're you're going with like the reverse. I just want to tell you my favorite yeah. and make sure I get out of the way before nobody else. No, we'll gets get down there because we're gonna because <laughs> what's gonna happen here is if people all have the favorites, I'm writing down little points to see if if one of them is gonna rise from all five of us to be the best one. All right. Well, I'm gonna throw this in, and I don't know if I'm really allowed to or not. Which might oh god, sure here we go going. again. No, no, okay, okay, no, no. But just because because because. because you know what though, and I mean, and honestly, yeah. in a different, in, a, in an alternate universe, I'd probably rank it higher. Okay. But just, be, but just because I was there, yeah. I'm just gonna say WrestleMania 20 in general. Oh, you're just—he's okay. He's pushing out. All right. That, no, 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 no. no. The, right, we can't 20? just put a whole no, 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 WrestleMania, no, no. WrestleMania 20 was not Lesnar Angle. The main no. event was a triple threat match. Oh right, Michaels, Hunter, and um, that Michael. guy. Yes, yes, okay. So this is why I'm going to submit to you the whole thing versus All right. just to try to avoid some heat. Javier? Um, I didn't get the memo about uh, four moments. I says, we are doing Faye WrestleMania moments of all time. That's Wait, what you, you don't got. have four? You don't have four at least? <laughs> can, is that what you're telling I, me? I, I, can, I, can, I can think of definitely a couple, but yeah. I, I got, let's put it this way, um... Let's go back to the beginning of this uh, this video, and I yeah. you you basically shit it all over WrestleMania two. <laughs> I enjoyed WrestleMania two, but more for more for uh, nostalgic reasons. Yeah, yeah. It was, it was like when I was getting uh, into wrestling. I did enjoy Elvira as the color commentator when uh, sure Hulk Hogan was. She had two great <laughs> assets going for her. <laughs> well, I was like, I was six years old, so that was pretty impressive for me. Yeah, but, you were just uh, weaved, so you're. <laughs> but uh, the, uh, the 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 blue the blue uh, cage match, you know, with uh, yes. Bundy blue, yeah. Hogan, yeah. it all it, it was all about. Hogan getting attacked and uh, almost killed, almost got his uh, ribs crushed by, by a double team of uh, yeah. what was it, Bundy and Morocco, uh, Bundy and Morocco, and they were holding yeah. him and uh, and uh, Bobby Heenan just pushing Bundy when he was doing the yeah. avalanche on Hogan. As a kid, literally, I thought, okay, Hogan, Hulk Hogan's dead. And yeah. then he, he go, he's in WrestleMania. He's got his uh, he's got his ribs uh, ta- taped up, uh, taped up, and. Uh, and it was blood. They, they, Bundy, Bundy's juiced in that in that match. Hogan's using his head as a stepping stone, like Elvira said, and and she's like, "Why can't it be stopped?" And Ventura's like, "It can't be stopped. It can't be stopped." You know, like, <laughs> like, like I'm like, man, yes. man. I, I said, "Oh man, I love this." And uh, and you got you got Piper and um and Mr. T in the boxing match. That was that was so. I'm not saying that's. Look, that might be one of the worst matches in all WrestleManias, but that was that was, in my opinion, just so entertaining, you know. And um, okay. 
just WrestleMania in three locations, in three locales. What what a way to do things. And it wasn't even on a, on a Sunday, right? It was, what was it Monday? It was a Monday. It was Monday. So, oh, wow. all that, so let's just say WrestleMania 2 is a, is a, I myself, who I like to write about uh, wrestling topics, something different. WrestleMania 2 would be a, would be well worth a, a, a deep dive. Let's put it that way, man. I think people forget too. going to what you said about the the Piper and T match, like how huge of a celebrity Mr. T was Uh, in 1986. Like the eight, like I was in second grade then and the A team was huge. Like that was lunch pails, uh, you know, matchbox cars, you name it, like everything, t-shirts, pajamas, pillowcases, the whole nine yards. A team was everywhere. Like it was super over with the same demographic that watched wrestling. And that I think added to the attraction of having, you know, just Mr. T in there, period no the matter match, what he was uh, doing. the match that led up to that is uh they had mr t uh they they grabbed him and they're they're had they have a belt and they're just yeah whacking them th- think of uh, that whole thing in general though i mean we talk about you know and there was real heat there right yeah, I mean, yeah. but he how had, long how long was that like, though i mean that's even from before wrestlemania one yeah you're stretching all the way right because they had to set up for the heat for the for the main event at wrestlemania plus it right. carried all the way through the next year yeah like that's like you know, like eighteen months about. Yeah. Okay. All right, Elio, you got a fourth moment for me. I have. I have. A, I have my four matches written here. Okay. Of course you do. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry, Elio. So do I. I have Eddie Guerrero and Rey Mysterio from WrestleMania 21. Okay. So nice. uh, why why that one? I think uh, this uh, this whole feud, uh, the way they built it up, and then uh, you think then it didn't even end at WrestleMania. They continued on to SummerSlam, and I remember the SmackDown uh, Go Home show for that one as well, and okay. the promo that Eddie Guerrero did it cut on Rey Mysterio. All right, and they were co-holders of the tag team titles at the time, were they not? Were they not tag champs together when they wrestled each other for that match? I'm pretty sure they were, weren't they? I believe they. I want to say they were. Yeah, so that kind of had a little yeah. more yeah. intrigue and history to it. And and as much as I bitch about the WWE, how brainwashed am I when I was writing down uh, WrestleMania 21? I actually wrote XXI. <laughs> like, I didn't even think about it until I wrote it. Like son of a bitch. <laughs> All right, <laughs> Kevin. Okay, I've got my one through four. Yeah. Um, before, but before I do, yeah, I, I kind of thought maybe some of some of the other guys wouldn't uh, wouldn't have four. So I got I got ten honorable mentions that you guys can feel free to steal. I'm going to rattle them off real quick here. Okay. Oh, no. Number ten, oh, no. Sid shitting himself in the ring. <laughs> number <laughs> number nine. Number one. What was that? A, what was that? A, uh, what rest against Taker. Oh, is that thirteen? Yeah, thirteen. That's right. Number nine, the revelation of two doinks. Oh, Jesus. number eight, Goldust and Piper reenacting the OJ Bronco. <laughs> number seven, Hacksaw's giant cocaine booger. <laughs> number six, Nathan Jones being so shitty they pulled him from the match last minute, made Taker work a handicap match. <laughs> yeah. Number five, Run DMC's WrestleMania rap. Number four, nice. Big Show sumo wrestling. <laughs> Oh, oh number three. big show sumo was gross. Yes. So so unnecessary. <laughs> number three, butter being knocking bark gun. Yes. <laughs> shitting on the whole concept of the brawl for all. <laughs> number two, the chloroform rag as a finish for giant Gonzalez and Undertaker. Oh, yes. <laughs> and number one, 
I don't even need to describe what the action was. I'll just say Bushwhacker Butch and Jacques. Yeah, I, I knew it. <laughs> so those aren't on my list. You guys can steal any of those. So you can actually, <laughs> I, I did have four after all. Feel free to snag one of those boys. Those are all you can find. <laughs> Wow. Bushwhacker Luke and the Rouge The Cat Incorporation. All right, let's get it. All right, but my legit, my real number yeah. four. Um, of the four, this was my most yeah. recent of the top four. It was yeah. WrestleMania 31. Uh, it was during the Sting versus Undertaker match. Um, or sorry, the Sting versus Triple H match, my yeah. bad. Um, and it was, you know, so at this point, we're in the era of, you know, internet spoilers and we know who's there and there's all these basically some may come turn out to be true some may not be but you usually when something happens you're like yeah i heard that was kind of going to happen um but not only did the original nwo do a run-in on that match but also uh dx at the classic version of dx did a run-in as well it might have been 16 17 years too late but still the you know 19 year old of me that would have loved to see that came out for a second and you know it's shuffled up to the edge of the couch and was like, holy shit, all right, they're doing this. And I can't remember who gave it to who between Scott Hall and uh, X-Pac. One of them gave the other a backdrop on the floor. And and, and it was great. And and nobody, you know, because when those guys are there, you're like, yeah, they're there to do some Hall of Fame spot or they did this. Mm -hmm. You you don't think they're going to get involved in a match like that, even though technically Sting wasn't even aligned with those guys at any given yeah. point like for the fake scene it didn't matter it didn't, like nobody gave a shit it was like wow like you know this kind of never yeah. materialized when it meant something and you know now yeah are any of these guys in in-ring shape like no like as it was they had to make that match an odq match i think just to kind of add some gimmickiness to work around yeah. sting's yeah. age yeah. and everything as it was but it didn't matter it still made me for the first time in the you know the modern generation of wrestlemania sit you know, sit up and be like, holy shit. All right. Nice. Good job, boys. You know, like it, it, yeah. it made me, it made me a fan again, instead of just sitting back and being like, now nah, let's see what they do here. Right. Um, so yeah, that, that's my number four. Okay. Uh, my Nick, number four. Well, just, just one thing, Nick, oh. Nick made me feel like, you know, like when you're back in school where you didn't do your homework, but there's this kid in class who really, really did his homework and went the <laughs> extra mile. And you're like, man, I'm such a slacker. And you, and you're happy if you get a, you're happy if you get like a C plus Nick just aced it. You know, we can, we can close the show right here, but go ahead. <laughs> yeah. But also bear yeah. in mind, it was also like the teacher didn't like it and give you all the rules. Cause I realized I didn't tell you the top four stuff. <laughs> Sorry, dude. Um, okay. Um, for me, number, I guess this is really funny. Cause I always talk about being a wrestling fan and you would think that my list would be full of like really intense matches that were like, I don't know, you know, Dave Meltzer's 87 stars or whatever bullshit. But my first on this list, <laughs> my first on this list, wasn't that great of a match. And as I'm getting older, had maybe I've been at this age and saw this, I know that I wasn't really seeing the first time this happened as they played it up. I realized it wasn't that momentous of an event in overall wrestling history. However, for that moment, it captured everyone's imagination at that moment. And I think that's what kind of makes WrestleMania important at times when it catches you and everybody. So I'm going to say uh, Hogan versus Andre with the the slam okay not a great match everyone will tell you there are better matches on there including i believe a great midget match but uh (laughs) but uh that match despite the fact you know uh savage and steamboat had you know this tremendously i should be talking about that 
this match, and we know we know that Hogan has slammed Andre before. We know Andre had been slammed many times by many wrestlers. But at that moment, it seemed to encapsulate a moment that couldn't be i don't know it was just a moment we all got to share and while there definitely was not ninety-three thousand people <laughs> within that place as history has proven there was still a lot of people at that moment who felt and andre wasn't 800 pounds like hogan yeah <laughs> <laughs> I, but, I lifted 800 pounds and i ripped my back and my <laughs> back muscles i'm like no dude that didn't I know <laughs> <laughs> that's strong. No, he didn't. <laughs> so I'm only going to put that, even though not that great of a match. I mean, to be honest, it's it's that moment where it was a moment. I don't think I ever want to go back and watch it because it it does nothing for me in an overall thing. But for that moment, it encapsulated. Well, the let me let me just say one one thing one yep. one thing about that match. Um, you mentioned that you enjoy wrestling. You want a the wrestling to to yeah seem like a uh, a, a real more realistic fight, thing, thing yeah but just you say it wasn't a good match but look remember Hogan Hogan against Andre Andre's this big unmovable object and Hogan has to chop that big red redwood down yeah. so in a way that match is a little bit lumbering and yes. it's a little bit slow but it's more realistic than people jumping off the top yeah, rope and etc etc yeah in a way. let's yeah. put let's put it that way you know just he just it's a, such a basic concept he's just trying to bring him the big giant down and it worked you know yeah and you know what and I'll, I'll come in defense of it as well because in previous episodes tom we always talk about oh man it's like you know you go back and, and you watch like some of this old stampede and really there's not much to the wrestling but, but the yet the crowd started. but the crowd is so into it and it's such yeah. a fever and, and to me, like that supersedes anything. I mean, yeah. again, you know, people look for different things, and you can talk about the '87 star matches. But at the end of the day, Kevin, I'm, you know, I'm going to assume you probably feel the same. I, you know, it doesn't matter if I'm doing some stupid flippy stuff or if I'm just kicking the bottom rope. If I'm getting that reaction out of the people, yeah, to me that means more than anything. You know, <laughs> if, if the people are reacting, that's what else do you want? Yeah, exactly. We're selling so, emotion. Yeah. All right, so let's move now to uh, number three on the list, Andy. You know what? I'm it, it, most of my WrestleMania. I mean, for me, my best WrestleMania memories are probably more nostalgic and all older stuff because those are the ones that seem to stick out. And and it's funny because as much as you're like, oh, Hogan and Andre, blah 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 blah, I, I'm gonna raise the bar or lower the bar depending on how you want to look at it. Uh-huh. But for some reason. In my younger years, mm-hmm. I was fascinated, and I constantly rewatched Hogan versus Slaughter. Okay, what was it? WrestleMania eight, seven, seven, seven. Yeah, and so I mean that one, right? Originally, the idea was it was supposed to be like in the big LA Coliseum, yep. like the outdoor Coliseum, and right, and uh, the, the terrorism, yeah, you know, death lack threats, of, <laughs> lack of ticket sales, <laughs> whatever, you know. And then they, they, you know, they moved it to the smaller Coliseum. But there was just there's just something, and it's funny because uh, Javier talked about WrestleMania two and 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 the Bundy and the blood there, and to me it was like it was like Hogan and the blood in that match, and it was just I don't know there's, there was just something about it that that captured me, and I, I you know I would have been in my my teenage years, but there was just something, and, and again you know if you go back and watch the, the crowds there, especially at that because that's you know more than the Giant versus the 
you know, the, the was it the unstoppable force meeting the immovable object? Yeah. You're getting, you know, Mr. America defending the free world against the, you know, the the the, the traitor, the Iraqi sympathizer. Exactly. You know, so it, it was just for me. It was I know it was just one of those ones that, you know, before the network and stuff, and to have the VHS and to go back and it's like, okay, I want to watch this match. I want to watch yeah. this match just out of just an enjoyment and just listening to the crowd. And, and, and again, like Javier says, like the, the, just the story involved and, you know, good triumphing over evil. Yep. Well, we know the truth is it's all chic Adnan. That's the only reason that's special <laughs> to you. You know it, you're not going to admit it, but that's all it is. All right, <laughs> Kevin. Number three up here. Number three. All right. Number three. I'm almost positive that no one else is going to have this one on the list, but um Again, it goes back to where I was yep. as a fan at that time. So I was in, I was in the ninth grade and um, the business, like the wrestling industry itself, starting to take a downward slant. But, you know, amongst me and my circle of friends, we watched it religiously still at that point. And, uh, you know, and now, you know, hearing the stories from, you know, via, via the Internet or talking to the guys that we bring in or whatever, um, Canada was still the best place doing business in 1993, whereas, you know, things had crashed in the united states and i remember going to house shows in winnipeg back then and they would right before the main event they'd announce the return date it was always three months later so we were getting like three four house shows a year whereas now you're lucky to get one every couple of years because you know it's 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 draws just the same no matter where in, in north america you are you know pre-covid um but anyway so and a lot of people shit on this and a lot of people hate it but to me that that moment afterwards when yokozuna won the championship and Hulk Hogan came out and did the impromptu challenge and and took the championship from him as a uh, you know fourteen year old kid at the time. That was a big. That was one of the first um, WrestleMania surprises. Before that, WrestleMania wasn't really synonymous with like you know big. Oh my god, I wasn't expecting that moment. It's like there was the yeah. Ultimate Warrior thing the year before, and it got botched to shit, and then you know nobody really cared. Um, but that was kind of like wow, you know you're and. You know, you're kind of expecting you saw Hogan in the mid card or so with Money Inc. and Brutus and that whole thing. You're like, all right, well, I guess that's what they're doing with him for now. And maybe eventually they'll get somewhere else with him. Uh, it wasn't public knowledge that his return was temporary. It wasn't public knowledge. Um, right. Well, it was public knowledge, like the whole steroid trial and where the company was at the time was in the public. But it wasn't really something you could just, you know, you couldn't turn anywhere without hearing it or nothing like that. It was, you had to dig for that information to really find it kind of thing. And as a 14 year old kid at that time, I wasn't really aware of it until it kind of had passed. And so, so you didn't know the reasons that all these things were happening and that the business was where it was and why these guys had left and whatever else. And like, that was like, it's a guilty pleasure WrestleMania, but it was, it was a horrible WrestleMania. <laughs> so like, <laughs> like that was Mr. Perfect. Like Kurt Hennig's most off night that he's ever had in his career on television. Anyways, uh, you know, like, Scott Hall just did not jive with Bob Backlund. The Steiners just did not jive with the head shrinkers. It was just, you know, they put Taker with uh, Giant Gonzalez and the chloroform. Like, there was just so much that they did at that one where, you know, in hindsight and being able to look back and being like, wow, that's that's one they'd probably like to, you know, strike from the records. But but that moment really made me just have something to talk about Monday morning at school. Like, holy crap, you'll never guess what happened. If you didn't watch this, you should have kind of thing like that really made me you know, put the product over to my friends and, and want to tune in and see what was next and see where they were going with it. Okay. That's pretty cool. All right. Uh, let's go over to uh, Javier. Uh, the next one would be, um, I thought, I, I, I still think this is a, a really great watch. Um, it would be Macho King and, and, and Warrior. What is that? Seven? 
That's the, seven. Seven. Yeah, that's the quote unquote uh, undercard match. Well, or I'm not sure if they said it was like a co-main event with uh, Slaughter and and and, uh, and Hogan, right? Right. But anyway, I, that that's the right WrestleMania, right? <laughs> seven. Yep. Yeah. Yep, that right. was it. Yep. Um, to me, Macho King represented the 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 cool heel, where where he's a bad guy, but he's he's like someone you wanna, you like you you like. Um, and when he did well, how many uh, elbows off the top rope on, on, on warrior and, and, and warrior still, you know, won the match to me, that was as a kid, again, that was pretty incredible for me. And, and it goes back to, you want to see stars and you want to see big matches at WrestleMania. I think one of the problems with WrestleMania and, and, and these, uh, what, what they call pay-per-views, but now they call, you know, special events is that you get, a lot of the matches from these WrestleMania and, and, and SummerSlam, et cetera, they seem very similar to what you can get on Raw, SmackDown, or right. that's the thing. Mm-hmm, totally. Let's let's say go back to the you know the 80s and and early 90s where you would get basically if it wasn't for Saturday night's main event on yep. WWF TV, you'd get basically uh enhancement talent get beat up by whatever you know the 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 star Mm -hmm. and and little by little they would build to the pay-per-view and you're like oh okay on the pay-per-view that's where that's where the 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 good matches are going to be but now there's a there's quote unquote a good match on 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 raw or smackdown that's going to be very similar to the to the pay-per-view but uh i uh, just going back to the question uh warrior uh macho king Okay. And, uh, Miss Elizabeth mate, mate, mate shows up. I think she uh, she pulls Queen Scary Sherry by the hair, throws yeah. her out of the ring. <laughs> uh, you got you got some kid crying in the in the crowd, right? <laughs> you know, when, when when Macho King uh, re, uh, reunites with uh, Miss Elizabeth, it's just a good stuff, man. Yeah. Just a positive. All right, um, all right. Yeah. Well, you know what? In Canada, growing up, uh, I believe they called that uh, uh, what was it? The Maple Leaf uh, Wrestling. Maple Leaf Wrestling. <laughs> Maple Leaf Wrestling. Yeah. <laughs> Every week, watching the stars beat up somebody, yeah. <laughs> and not yeah, even I, the big can, stars. I can, too. I can, totally, Lord, I can yeah. totally still watch that because yeah. I, I can totally watch it because I understand where it's going. You yeah. Know? Uh, All right. not, not crapping on anything, but no, no, no. Yeah. Alrighty, Elio. That just on, just on oh. a quick little aside there. That yep. really made. That really made the the appeal of the house shows so much better because you know you didn't understand the concept like hey there's no money in TV the TV is basically a commercial product to get you to go to the house shows but you were just you know you would see the lineup for your house show and you're just like holy shit like we don't get that on TV but damn this is a huge event for twenty bucks awesome yeah. I'm there you, you have know? to be there yeah like you did you know and now a house show the lineup on that's the same lineup that's on SmackDown or Raw so it's yeah. got yeah. less of an appeal. Ex- ex- excellent point. Basically, what I said, but super, super more. A little uh, more, well, just well, a well tiny put. more succinct. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and he's cracking out the big words. <laughs> I wish you could see my thumb up too, Andy. Sorry. All right, uh, Elio, Are you sure it's your thumb. Uh, it's up something. Um, El- okay, my my next one. <laughs> WrestleMania yes. eight, Randy Savage and Ric Flair. Ooh, nice. Hi, Elio. That's whole, an interesting pick. Yeah. The whole storyline. At that time, with uh, Flair and Elizabeth and Savage, and then uh, when the that match happened, I'm sitting there with my friends and all the false finishes during the match. You think that uh, Flair's gonna win, and then Savage kicks out. Okay, okay. Now, um, for me, I know it was like 
this when we we came up with this concept with the four i mean guys oh man i was just like who the hell am i gonna do this i can't remember two wrestlemania fucking matches let alone four right <laughs> so i actually like just looked around and 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 seen if like oh yeah that match you know so it was funny because my third pick is what some people have said is the number one best WrestleMania match of all time. For me, it was only third. And probably only because I was never, well, I'm not a very big fan of the two guys involved in it, but even I have to say it was a great match. And uh, the fact is, I was never the biggest Stone Cold fan, okay? I always thought he was such a douchebag. I couldn't imagine that I wanted to cheer on a guy who would kick me in the face. Fuck that noise. You know, he's no hero to me. <laughs> I will cheer for anybody that wants to kick you in the face. Oh, I'm going to kick you in the face. But I'll make you my lower rope. I don't think you can kick that high. I can't. <laughs> Damn it, I can't. All right. Um, the other guy, and this may sound sacrilegious as a Canadian, um, I liked Bret Hart when he left Stampede Wrestling, and I felt, until he actually became a single star, I felt continuously let down by all the Hart Foundation stuff, to be honest. You know, like, I grew up seeing Jim Neidhart as kind of a tool, so seeing him in that kind of thing was just like, really? This this is the guy you're making the world tag team chat you know sorry but that's how i kind of grew up with that so for me i was always an owen hart guy you know loved owen hart saw him right from the beginning of his career. saw brett too but for me just brett i just felt a, a disconnect and i should have and i felt bad about that because coming from geographically almost the same area as him yeah. i should have so much more in common with him it made me sort of dislike him a little because i couldn't connect with brett hart I couldn't get the attitude. The pink stuff made me go, what the fuck? Like all of that stuff. I just could not buy into him. And like I said, Stone Cold, I like to have heroes, but not total douchebag heroes. So for me, I was always like not the biggest Stone Cold fan. I like some of the things he did. I laughed at a lot of the stuff he did, got a kick out of certain things, but I never found myself really cheering him. But this Bret Hart versus Stone Cold match at WrestleMania 13 was, uh, it was a damn good match and it, it managed to capture two guys who I really didn't care the most for to have them capture the imagination and, and to the, the way uh, the sympathies change in the crowd, the way you look at the people and the events unfolding in front of you, I had to say had to be a very good moment in WrestleMania history. And so for me, I'm going to pick Bret Hart versus Stone Cold Steve Austin, WrestleMania 13. Let me ask you this about that match, yes. just on a little side note. Yes, um, would you would, would you consider that a passing the torch match? Because that really is the forefront faces of two generations of that. You know, when they do the next generation thing of the attitude. Yes. Was, would you would you consider that a passing the torch match, or just kind of coincidence that it was those two guys? Um, I think right. now I do. I think at the right. time I had a struggle with it, and and was being younger and not being able to 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 understand wrestling as much as I really do now. That for me it was a confusing time, yeah. you know, and it was like, I don't think, I don't really think people thought it was going to, at least the people who put the match together thought it was going to turn out the way it did at the end. It was one of those rare moments where something organic and real happened and no one could write that. And which that makes it a pretty cool moment. But the whole thing is I had a hard time with it too. You know, like looking back, yeah, it is a passing the torch kind of thing because Bret Hart represented a style of wrestling that was kind of falling out of favor all of a sudden, but it had been the right. style. He had been the, the riding the wave and the top of all that. Stone Cold was a whole different beast coming up. And 
maybe, you know, this is the kind of match that might not have worked five years earlier or five years later. It wouldn't have had any of the impact. It was a perfect time. So it has to be symbolically a passing of the torch. I don't think it was meant to be, but it right. definitely was uh, time-wise. Yeah, I'm going to have to say I agree with that. Uh, just like that's what happens when organic things happen. We don't see that a lot, unfortunately, in sporting events and wrestling, especially. Um, a lot of times it's kind of pre-written and pre-told how things will, we're supposed to feel. So, yeah, this was a very unique in that aspect is, like I said, I don't think anyone would have thought what had happened at the end, the way people would have felt going in and going out, we're going to be that way. And it was really two different people from two different uh, styles and times colliding at their peaks or I guess, you know, one at the top and one coming right underneath them to overtake them in the future. So yeah, very good point, Kevin. I, I, I definitely see that. All right. Uh, moving on to number two, let's go over to Elio. We'll mix it up. Elio, what was your number two pick for WrestleMania moment? I have another Savage match. Savage and Steamboat WrestleMania 3. Okay. And why? Like, we all know that, but what, for you, what, what did it for you in this match? The, the storytelling in that match and just uh, from, from when uh, Savage first injured him with the taking out the ring bell on, mm-hmm. uh, on one episode of the Saturday show. And that set up the whole WrestleMania 3 match. And then he tried to to reinsure the throat again with the ring bells mm-hmm. and just the whole storytelling. Okay. All right. Sounds great. Uh, let's move over to Andy. Andy, what would your number uh, two moment be? Well, in this particular instance, I'm going to, I won't say the whole card, but mm-hmm. and whether you're going to let me do it or not, I'm going to say the tournament for the title at WrestleMania four. Okay. Ooh, nice. And, for that, because again, it's you know, it, there's you know, there's a, there's a large amount of nostalgia there, mm-hmm. and we, we talk about you know, we can talk about movies and say it's like okay, well, a movie from the '80s, like oh man, this movie is so funny, and people like younger generation now they'll go back and look like, well, that's not that funny, like what's you know, what's like well, what you know, do they know? But 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 when you go but, but you go back and it's like you know, we we talk about again, Kevin talks about how you know if you missed it. You know, you know, a lot of these earlier shows, there was no internet. There was, you know, you weren't uh, recording anything. It was like, if you missed it, dude, you missed it. And in this particular instance, this, you know, we've had for the past three years, Hulk Hogan is the champ, you know, dominating everybody. And all of a sudden now we have a tournament. It's like, you know, it's not a given thing. We don't have the, the, the dirt sheet saying, oh yeah, well, Savage is going to win the tournament to WrestleMania or Hogan's going to win the tournament. It's like, well, what, what's going to happen here? And as a kid, it's like, well, is, is Hogan going to win it? I mean, they got the buy with him and Andre, mm-hmm. but now all of a sudden, you know, you've got all these other guys that normally may not be in the title picture where it's like, okay, well, is something going to happen? And Ted DiBiase being the strong heel that, that he was and then having Andre and having Virgil, it's like that whole kind of story there was, well, you know, what's going to happen? And then to see Hogan and Andre get the, the, the double DQ and, you know, now all of a sudden, then here you got Savage kind of coming through where, you know, a year ago, you know, one of the biggest heels on the, the show with the, the match against Steamboat. And now it's like, okay, where everybody's kind of putting their, you know, their hopes on him and to kind of have Hogan, I don't know, give the seal of approval. <laughs> to me, this would be like the Tom, like how you love telling the story yeah. about Bob Backlund and Hulk Hogan, right? It's like, yeah. you know. <laughs> It's good now. He's a He's good, good guy now. now. It's okay. <laughs> so you know, for for him to help Savage, I just, mm-hmm. I just think it was you know it it was, 
whatever you want to say about the tournament itself and how the matches went, but just the whole idea itself for what it was at the time was a huge thing because it's like, you know, okay, well, what's happening with Hulk Hogan? Is, is he going to win the title? And then we have said he gets eliminated. Well, who's going to be the champ now? What's going to happen? Mm, like, that's some pretty so, cool drama. Yeah. So exactly. But and, and and just one little note I'm going to say from this, just listening to some of the other stories here. And, and we harp on this in so many episodes and talking about so many things, but you know, we're not talking when we're talking about these matches, it's not necessarily that they're, you know, great matches, five-star matches. It seems like, again, the, the, the common theme here is that emotional connection, that emotional content, whether it's the peak of a, a story like uh, Savage and Flair or, um, you know, the, the amount of emotion involved in, in uh, Austin and, and, and Bret Hart. Like it just, again, it's, it's great to have the wrestling and doing all the stuff, but you gotta have, you gotta have that heart. You gotta have that connection, no matter okay. almost no matter what it is. Sounds fun. No, that's good. I, I like that. And, he, and did you have the the double VHS where when you unfolded it, a, a pop up of Hulkamania, a Hulk Hogan popped well, out? Well, that, that was mean, like the I, coolest fucking thing at the time. That was see, at the time. It's like because you know the VHSs, I think, were still relatively expensive, right? You're still paying yeah, 40, 50 bucks. bucks. Yeah. So yeah, so it, it's it's not the question was Andy, did you have it? Because absolutely not. But did Andy see it in the video store? Yes. yes. Steal it. And then you and then when you you know and then you get the plastic container that's just a plain plastic container that has <laughs> your your double videos. But for that one though, I, that was that was when I saw live. Like I said, from WrestleMania three on, I saw them all live. So whether okay. it was like closed circuit get or at you know the the Coliseum or uh, with some of these if you guys remember at least maybe Tom maybe you'll remember for some of the early pay per view you had to go to your cable provider and you had to get that little connector yes. you had to plug oh, in God. to the wall and then yeah. to the cable that allowed yeah. you to yeah. scramble the signal yeah. and then you yeah, had to make sure big... that you brought it back on the Monday or otherwise oh yeah the parents were going to get charged yeah. and it's, yeah. it's, you're never getting a pay-per-view again. So yeah. And it, it's funny because where I where I grew up in my hometown, you had to get that monthly for TSN. <laughs> That's oh, the only wow. way you could get it up to Grand Cash is you had to screw that little thing in. Um, <laughs> now I almost want uh, Kevin to explain to the audience what VHS is, but <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I just wanted to ask if Javier or Kevin, do you know what we're f- referring to as the Bob Backlund thing? You guys know I do it? not know. I'm surprised I don't actually. <laughs> okay. What the story was, was when Hulk Hogan had first come back to the WWF, had, he'd left as our WWF, he'd left as a bad guy. And he'd right. come back now as a good guy. And they didn't know how to get him over really quick. So they actually have Bob Backlund run out and start yelling to the crowd, it's okay, he's a good guy now. He's a good guy now. <laughs> so I'm, I'm booking that on a CWE show. We're doing next next yeah. baby face turn someone oh, does. Yeah. That's, he's that's a good approach. guy. Please do that. You got it. Please do it the whole tour. Every yes. stop. Yeah, every stop. We all, if we can go just one little side yeah. note that's, that's yeah, not really related, but, but sort of because it involves Hogan. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was one of those. I mean, and, and there's several of this of the uh, the groups on Facebook, um, you know, that I follow because we have Javier, we have uh, Evan and Dan Murphy. So I'm not sure if it was like Forgotten Wrestling Stories or some of that, but I saw one the other day, and it was a post. It was like Bruno Sammartino's last match. Was it actually a tag match with Hogan? I believe so, yeah. So at the garden, oh. right? Yeah, I, I, I didn't write that, but yeah, I, I believe so, yeah. It just popped up a couple of days ago, and I don't remember. I don't remember which one it was. And I meant, I think at the time when I was when I was when I was doing it, you know, I was probably 
I was on my phone when I should have been doing something else. And it was just because it was the picture of like, like Bruno standing there and Hogan's doing the point up like this. And it was like, oh yeah, like San Martino's last match. I was like, holy crap. I mean, you know, and I, I get Bruno will do business, but just the fact, you know, he wasn't exactly the biggest Hogan fan, but yet yeah. you had Hogan and Bruno in a tag match. If that was his final match. Like, I, I just find that incredible. That was, that was definitely a post by Evan or Nikita. Uh, one Probably. of the two I post that one. Yeah. Probably. Okay. All right. I Let's, uh, <laughs> we always do in this show. Uh, Javier, just, go number Just, just one thing. Uh, yeah. Just uh, what Andy said um, on, on the Pro Wrestling Stories site, if you go to About, Mm-hmm. It's uh, at some point, Processing Stories was was uh, Sports Illustrated was running some of the articles. I forgot oh. what section Sports Illustrated, but they had a cool quote, and it said, "A great website full of behind the scenes anecdotes and a good way to lose thirty minutes of your life." <laughs> so it just reminded me of Andy uh, on his phone when he's supposed to do be doing other things. And yeah. he's and he's here I am in the school bus, but no, Andy yeah. has to be on pro the wrestling. Pool. Pro wrestling stories. <laughs> Actually, I just I, I I googled it. It said San Martino's final match was at a WWF house show in Baltimore on oh. August 29th, 1987, where he teamed up with Hulk Hogan to defeat King Kong Bundy in one man gang in the main event. Wow. Is that wow. is that the uh, is that an article where where they have different uh, uh, legends and they they talk about their last matches that you might not have known or what's the story there what's the article I I well this one here I literally just, the, I just yeah. googled Bruno Sammartino's oh, okay. last match but that that's an interesting that's an interesting read if you just I, I uh, just go on the internet and start uh, researching the last matches you know Bruno yeah. San Martino's last match. Uh, yeah. Buddy Rogers last match, and 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 you'll be amazed at at how they ended their career. Sometimes, like you know, it's very interesting. I, yeah. I actually, not not to go too far from the weeds here, just real quick. I actually, <laughs> just just two years ago, it was actually Canada Day, uh, July 2019. I wrestled uh, Lenny Poffo, and so we were sitting around bullshitting. And he said his final match in the WWE it was like '94 or so, and it was I want to say Boston or something like that. He was living at the time, and day of the show, day of this house show, they just phoned him and they said, "Hey." We're short guys. Can you come work Mabel tonight? And he's like, sure, I'll be there. And that, so that ended up being his final WWE, which just seems like wow. it would wow. never happen. You know, Lanny yeah. Poffle versus Mabel. I went and looked it up. I'm like, yeah, no, he's remembering that, right? That was <laughs> weird. <laughs> Crazy. All right. All right. Javier, go number two on us, brother. Uh, there's a, this, this is a, a different kind of match. I, uh, just like you who want to, want there to be legitimacy, legitimacy, yeah. In, in, in the pro wrestling product. I always enjoy, I enjoy MMA. I enjoy different sports like uh, the boxing and, and uh, uh, you know, UFC, uh, pro wrestling. Remember the UWFI, which was shoot yep. wrestling. I like the concept of when it was a big show against uh, uh, Floyd Mayweather. What was that? WrestleMania 24. Yeah. The, bo- the, the boxer against, uh, against uh, you know, the, the giant wrestler. And uh, to me, when I watch that match, it really, well, what, what leads up to the match, it does seem like, again, I, I enjoy matches where I really feel that these guys don't like each other, where, okay, let's, we're going to work, but I don't like you, you don't like me. And, and, and then you just feel like, man, that, that was a good shot. I know that, that or I know that hurt the other guy. And, and I don't think he really oh, yeah. was expecting, he was yeah. it's not like he said, hey, yeah, lay, lay it on me, you know, but. <laughs> But maybe maybe they talked about it, but I I, I enjoy it when it feels like uh, it it seemed to me that Mayweather um, would 
would uh, get annoyed by the big show because the big show would be like, hit me right here. Go ahead. You know, come on. You like, right. really short boxer where well accomplished champion, of course, and against a big wrestler. I, I like that concept. So. I, really I, know got you, st- I know no one had that on their list. No, no. <laughs> you started. I was so scared you were going to say big show and Akibono. <laughs> like, God damn. Did he just say that? Over there? No, no. That's I'm my like number that, one. So no. <laughs> <That's your> number. <laughs> Way to spoil it. Let's move over to uh, Kevin. Number two for me, um, for kind of some sounds blah, easy for me to say. Some of the same reasons we already talked about was was Hogan and Andre. And and what really got a little more in hindsight, but even at the time, was you could feel like I was talking about the absence of it during the the COVID WrestleMania and last year, whatever number we were at there. was the energy coming out of the people. You could feel that. Like even, you know, as a kid, I had to, that's one of the ones I had to rent on VHS because my father was in the military. We were stationed in Germany at the time. So we didn't have the option of watching anything on pay-per-view that wasn't even, didn't even yeah. exist over there. I don't think, but we had a Canadian video store on the base. Um, so we got it like that summer or whatever. And it was, you could feel the, the tension and the, the excitement and the anticipation coming off the crowd. Just, just the cameras of, of, you know, those 80s quality cameras still captured all that. And not only that, it really, um, and again, this was kind of discussed, it really threw out the whole, hey, the territory, anything that happened in the territory days did not exist. Anything yeah. that happened, WWF pre-1984 did not exist. Pre-national expansion did not exist. Like, it really made it like, hey, this is the only wrestling that's around because they promoted them both as being undefeated. They promoted it as being a first-time ever um, matchup. They promoted it as... You, you know, friend versus friend, all, all this stuff, everything they pointed as. And again, we didn't have any way of, you know, verifying or yeah. denying that, you know, we can go look it up and be like, yeah, bullshit. Yeah. They wrestled each other in 81 or 79 or whatever the hell it was. Like there, there was no way to do that. It was just, they just basically squashed the existence of the territory days. And that was almost the, you know, we were already in the midst of the whole, whole Hulkamania area, right? There were three years in, but that was, I would almost say the, moment or the roundabout era that the territories became the indies and that was it it's like whatever they do doesn't matter whatever they do is what they do the only wrestling that has canon that has you know history is what's happened on wwf tv since our national expansion everything else is non-existent okay i think that uh, that's a sign that shows about you know, one of those things where for better, or for worse, I mean, depending on how you want to look at it about like, well, even right now, as we're doing this podcast, you know, when we're in five different locations is where it's like, you know, Kevin goes to a show and, and can go on his phone and be like, oh yeah, this, you know, hell, not even reporting it. You can like stream it live as it's happening. Yeah. And, and, you know, to talk about, let's do Hogan and Andre from like Shea stadium. And it's like, well, you know what? The people that will know it are the people that, are, that were there and, yeah people that might have the wrestling magazines but yet how are you going to unify those people to go hey hell no this happened before we saw this it's just you know it, it's, it's it's you have everything so you know that's the, the it's just like in war like if you have you know all the soldiers are are spread out they're not unified you can't have them all come together and go no wait a minute we're calling bullshit because this happened yeah. in 1980 yeah and whereas nowadays it's, it's like something happens it's you're going to have you know, 500 people right off the bat within seconds going, Hey, you know, it's like, you know, Oh yeah. Those tights were yellow. They were supposed to be white or just something stupid, but yeah. you know what I mean? Like it's, yeah. and also like war, it just goes to show the uh, history is written by the winners, you know, like they, yep. they, they were yeah. the dominant force. Like, Hey, we are the biggest attraction in sports entertainment. And so 
we're rewriting history. We're that big now. This stuff didn't happen. He'd never been slammed before. He'd never been beaten before. And neither has Hogan. And, you know, yeah. they just... And they never faced each other or anything. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and everybody thought it was true. Nobody had any reason. Well, not everybody, but the yeah. general public thought it was true and had no reason not to. Despite the, the fact of they K-Tape. had faced each other in WWF a couple yeah, of years less. Yeah. <laughs> I, I remember as a teenager, like, not, mm-hmm. I mean, knowing enough, and I'm sure you guys can all relate, where it's like, you know, you're not maybe totally smart to the business, but you're smart enough to know. I was like, okay, well, this is a work. This isn't real. This is this. Mm-hmm. Right. I remember a time for me where it's like I would call it, like, even as a wrestling fan, you know, where we have the history books, we have the magazines, and you know, it's like the Steiner brothers are coming over from WC or NWA or Road Warriors are coming over. And it's like, okay, well, you know, Vince is going to limit, you know, restrict the history. And for me, I remember having the term, it was like, he McMahoned history. <laughs> because this was this was Vince McMahon's history. This is his world, his history, and so that's what it always was yeah. to me. Was you know, if this match didn't happen, it's like yeah, he's just McMahoning history. Fair enough. True. Fair enough. Very and true. He'll, he'll gladly McMahon history with the wrestlers who aren't on their good side. All of a sudden, you're yep. you're erased from. Yep. You're, you're not on their website. Yep. You got no videos. You know, like he yep. like he didn't exist. You know, it's like. Yep. Uh, All right, my number two pick. Uh, actually finally lives up to the thing of a great match, but it also had a story for it. And for me, like I said, I grew up not the biggest Bret Hart fan, but the most giant of Owen Hart fans. And watching him toil in the beginning as, as you know, bad gimmicks and, and, and faltered pushes and not much going on and knowing as I've seen him come up from Stampede Wrestling, knowing how great of a wrestler he could be if they would just let him do something. For me, uh, my next pick is WrestleMania 10, uh, Owen Hart versus Bret Hart. Uh, for me, this was, oh, you can't say the passing of the torch, but we could say a coming out party for Owen Hart. For sure. Finally achieving uh, that extra step up that had been denied to him for so long. Uh, I think so many uh, Owen Hart fans, despite him being the, the snotty bad guy of it all, we were a hundred percent behind him because for so long it was like, it's like you have this great, you know, scorer in a team and nobody lets him get off the bench. You know, they take him off and put him on for a tiny bit, but they pull him out again every time, you know, Uh, finally he got the ball and he got to run with it and he didn't drop it. And he showed that he was main event material. He was the guy that we all thought he was. And so for me, uh, I'm going to go with uh, WrestleMania 10, Owen Hart and uh, versus Bret Hart. All right. Shortly, now we're, shortly after that, he got to be uh, what what really cemented him as uh, you know being a star player was he was one of twelve wrestlers in the Sega Genesis game that came out that year, and that was a uh, oh he's made it. They're they're behind him now. <laughs> he's in the Sega game. You know? He's in the Sega game. <laughs> so <laughs> sorry, I, I mean yeah. back then I think I was like a Nintendo guy or whatever, so Sega wasn't my thing. But that's actually pretty incredible. If that yeah. there was only twelve wrestlers. Yeah, and for him to be in it like that, I mean, we're, you know, we're laughing here, but like, yeah, that's pretty. I, I was like, that's wow, huge. that's yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's pretty, that's was pretty it, good. Was it Wrestle WrestleMania or Royal Rumble? Because Royal Rumble uh, came after. Oh, raw. Okay. okay. And look at that. You're dropping. In, you're dropping information for the kids, Kevin. <laughs> all, you, <laughs> all you video geeks, go look that up. All right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that one had Luna Vachon on it too. <laughs> that was okay. that, that, I don't know how much. <laughs> yeah, that roster. I think it had uh, depends. It depend, but I think that it, that that was a Genesis, right? Depends if it was a Genesis or Super Nintendo. I yeah, think varied from the systems. Changed. There was four or five different. Yeah, 
I think like Bam Bam Bigelow was on one, and what I think Doink was on one or, or something yeah. like that. Yeah, like, wow. Luna was showing that. Luna and Owen. Really... <laughs> this is going to be a, a crazy video game. Now, as we've looked at, as we're all down to our last picks, so far we've only encountered one match that has two of us picking it. So, unless we have a match here that two of the people agree as number one, or somebody has a high match that's going we're gonna find out now it's getting exciting we're gonna start off with uh javier what was your number one pick for matches and an easy pick for me would be uh warrior hogan wrestlemania was that six six Six. uh but i'm gonna go with and i almost forgot this match but this is definitely my favorite match it was the this the ladder match at wrestlemania 10 uh the bad guy uh razor ramon and uh and Shawn michaels it's not again he, here we go again with the with what is it mcmahon he, he mcmahon uh mcmahoning history. history yeah most most people believe that that's the first uh ladder match no, we've uh, had the whole we've and, had the guy who invented the goddamn ladder match on this show many times yeah, and it's, yeah. And, but most people most people believe that that was the first ladder match yeah. and it wasn't yeah. but no. it might be the first match with the ladder where the ladder was was used in so many creative ways and it just looked it just looked so well it looked and heard it sounded just so violent with that thing whacking and yeah and uh it kind of even even as a as a young fan it kind of killed it for me when i saw the 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 ladder kind of sagging i'm like maybe that ladder's not as heavy or (laughs) as as strong as as a, a real ladder but again, I think it's a fantastic match if you can just watch it and 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 and, and to spend uh you know believe like watching a movie. It really, really is a good match still to this day, in my opinion. Oh yeah, right. I I remember uh you know a lot of times when we've had guys from that era come on tour with us and you know the other guys talking their matches over before, you know pre match and stuff. And in my day, brother, we call it in the ring, and then you you look and like that in particular. I think they. They wrestled something like 34 house shows in a row that ladder match before getting to WrestleMania. It's yeah. like, well, it's your fucking hope you called it in the ring after. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Kevin. I, uh, um, I referenced that we had the uh, creator of the ladder match. And who are we referencing? Stampede oh. legend. Man, you know what? Uh, he uh, he did a CWE show. He guest wrapped the CWE show like two years ago, and I edited his promo and everything. And now I feel like an asshole for forgetting his name. Are we <laughs> thinking of the same guy? Let's find out. We're talking about tell him, Elio. Thanks, Elio. Remember, Cowboy Dan Crawford. Yeah, First that's it. Yeah, yeah, Dan Crawford. He did, yeah. he did. I didn't know he did a CWE thing. That's awesome. Yeah, but. Two years ago, he did a guest. I don't know if it was guest ref or guest enforcer mm-hmm. or some, something to that effect. Yeah. He, he sent in a promo for us and I edited it up. And um, Spencer was the one who, who clued me into who he was. And I was like, oh, no kidding. That's pretty cool kind of thing. And, you know, and, and then obviously, I've, you know, just from having the guys from BC all the way to Ontario to, you know, have to go through any of their matches and stuff, yeah. all of them, the names kind of went like, well, yeah, forget my own name. It wasn't pasted inside my underwear. But, um, <laughs> it's unfair for me to bring it up because i've had like dan crawford on the show at least like 20 times since right since i first started the show like nine years ago he was a guest so <laughs> um anyways let's go for you kevin what is your number one uh match my, my number one wrestlemania match and again i kind of did what you did i, I had yeah. like thumb through the uh you know the results yeah. real quick to make sure i wasn't overlooking anything and and 
you know, with the benefit of hindsight saying like, okay, this is why, and this is how, you know, it, it's difficult at 42 years old to be like, Oh, how was I feeling back then? But I do remember being, I don't know, 19, 20 years old. And um, me and my roommates had rented WrestleMania 15. So wrestling had gotten hot again. So these are the same guys sitting there watching it with me who like four years earlier were making fun of me for watching smoking <laughs> guns versus head shrinkers. And like, why do you watch this shit? You know? And now yeah. I'm like, okay, Matt, hurry up and get home. So we can, you know, you know, like let's yeah. watch this, you know, like, it's like, what, what time are you coming over kind of thing. Right. Um, but that main event. So we were already at the height of it. Like, so a, a lot of people cite that, uh, that whole Tyson involvement as like the kickoff to the, the reignition, the reignition yeah. or, the attitude era, whatever you want to call it, the business picking back up again. But the next year, that main event, we're already there. We're already amidst all that excitement, that rock, uh, rock versus Austin. It was just, there was that initial stare down right before it. And it's just like, okay, this is, these are the two biggest stars, you know, not only in the wrestling industry, but quite possibly in, in North America right now of any, you know, mm -hmm. entertainment platform kind of thing. And, uh, and they're squaring off. And yeah, they had had their intercontinental matches and stuff like that before. But this was the first time in like the big featured WrestleMania main event. And th that was the epitome of the, you know, arguably biggest era of all time of, of wrestling. All right. All right. Uh, let's go to Elio. Number one pick, Elio. Okay. My number one pick, I've got... Stone Cold and The Rock for WrestleMania 17. Ooh. Because for the longest oh. time, everyone oh, everyone uh, knew like God, the whole Austin McMahon feud. And then to see Austin at the end attack The Rock with the steel chair and then shaking hands with Vince McMahon, that was, surpri that was surprising. So I'm gonna, that's my number one pick. All righty. Andy, number right, well. one pick. Since Kevin, you did WrestleMania 15, Elio at WrestleMania 17, I guess it makes sense that uh, I'm going to go wrestle. I, had to, I just had to double check to make sure which actual WrestleMania was too. WrestleMania 18, uh, Hogan versus Rock. And that is my favorite match of WrestleMania uh, of, of all time. Uh, I've discussed it on previous episodes of Quarantine in the past. What I find interesting on, on a personal note was that was 2002, which I guess for me personally, I was probably, I, I would consider probably like, kind of like the, like the peak time of my, my personal professional wrestling career. And I mean, having said that, I was a very Benoit Guerrero, Malenko, uh, Jericho influenced guy, right? So Hogan and Rock, you know, wouldn't necessarily fit into that style. Mm -hmm. But just the, the fan in me, and, and again, we've, we've talked about uh, the emotional connection. We talked about, you know, the people being involved. The fact it was Toronto, Toronto's bizarro world for wrestling audiences. And, and to me, I still stand by the fact that this is probably one of the best. And actually, I think, Javier, you guys have a, a story on that match, the behind-the-scenes story, I think, if I'm not mistaken, and I might have read. So there's a nice little plug there. But to me, this is like the epitome of working, where, you know, we talk about, okay, can somebody work? Well, yeah, a guy can go in and do all kinds of moves and stuff. But when you go in where it's like, okay, Hogan's the, the heel, uh, Rock's the baby face. And by the time, you know, both guys are in the ring, you realize you have to do a complete 180 because the audience now doesn't care about your storylines. They're going to cheer for Hogan and boo Rock. And these guys, <laughs> you know, have to, you know, on a, on a you know, snap of a finger. Yeah. And they do the whole match and, you know, 
even in the story. So I, I prowrestlingstories.com, uh, the behind the scenes or whatever, the background story on it. I, is awesome. I saw it not too long ago. So I'm, that's why I'm giving it the plug, but, but it is, it's, it's, it's the guys that, you know, it's like, Oh, okay. Well, two guys are going to go out and do a match. And all of a sudden the people are responding the exact opposite. It's like, Oh crap, what do we do? Well, are we just going to do our match and go through the moves? Cause that's what we planned. Well, no, you have to work with the crowd. And, and to me, like I said, this is, this is the epitome of it where, you know, two of the best and the fact that, you know, you go through, it's like, okay, it's not a five-star match. It's not all kinds of crazy stuff. They didn't need that for the story they were telling. Mm-hmm. Would, uh, go ahead. Sorry. Would you say, so a lot of times the attraction or just extras that like to throw into WrestleMania is, is celebrity involvement. And at that time, even going into it, like what stuck out in my mind is these are the two biggest celebrities that, you know, have crossed over from wrestling into Hollywood. Like they didn't need celebrity involvement because it was essentially two, you know, world renowned celebrities. Yeah. They're already yeah. both celebrities. So that made it extra. Like every, everyone who's not a wrestling fan still knows who two, those two guys are. Absolutely. I think that that's a great point. And, you know, and, we, we talk often about passing of torches and, and, and not to, to, to take away from, and you know, if we talk about, you know, uh, Bret Hart to Steve Austin, but you know, you're talking like the highest of the highs, as far as torches go, like the, you know, that the, it doesn't get much bigger than Hogan and rock. Like maybe right, you throw yeah. in, you know, you throw in Austin, I, you know, and I love Ric Flair, but even on, on that mega, superstar level i don't even think you could put flair into there no so you know that's one of like just there's there's so much goodness to it where if you just go and sit and enjoy and you don't worry about work rate you don't you know just sit back enjoy the story being told watch the interaction with the crowd watch how the crowd responds to me that's what professional wrestling that sports entertainment at its best right there Andy, I got one more question for you. Absolutely. How would you have felt if you were Jericho or Triple H and had to follow that? <laughs> follow that. <laughs> you'd be like, oh, fuck. <laughs> well, and, and you know what? I, I thought about that earlier when we were talking about the night one versus night two thing, right? It's like, it's like, okay, well, okay, well, what's, what's the real main event? What are you going to – and I thought that was just poor planning. I mean, yeah. it's – you know what? Even and again, you know, he's like, oh well. In hindsight, I'm sorry, but even like no. 18, 19 years ago, you, you know, I get, you know, you you want to make the title the most important thing, but this type of special attraction, and like you said, arguably the two greatest stars from professional wrestling to go into Hollywood and and transcend all these kinds of boundaries, the mainstream, yeah, the mainstream, yeah, like it, it's you know, and I and I, I'm a I'm a Jericho fan, I'm a reasonable hunter fan more hunter yeah. in his later years than than then but like there's no way no way you're booking those guys like you should <laughs> uh. so yeah <laughs> I, I i remember feeling for them and 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 even that like that's showing there where you talk about you know a long night and the crowd is so emotionally spent after that yeah it, you can you know you, somebody could have you know hunter could have lit himself on fire <laughs> <laughs> and you're still not going to get, you know, the, the, the heat and the reaction. I'm sorry. Like, it's just, it's, okay. it's, it's, it was a tough spot for them. Now, I know for my number one pick, I was thinking WrestleMania 7 about the brilliance of Jake the Snake Roberts versus uh, Rick Martel in a blind. Yeah. Uh, but then I realized how I banged my head and I was going backwards with this. Uh, to believe it or not, guys, believe it or not, one my pick has been one of your guys' pick at number one also. 
So I guess that is going to be crowned which one it is. Can anyone guess what match I am going to pick? Hogan Rock. Sorry? Hogan Rock. Hogan Rock. Yes. I'm going to pick Hogan Rock for the simple fact is just that first opening moment. I mean, I started off with Andre and Hope because it had that kind of thing, but this was even more so. This yes. felt even closer. You know, this whole, it, it, we all felt we were there watching it, yep. being a part of it. You I felt you were part of something <laughs> spectacular and history making. And sure, it's, I mean, Hulk versus Andre wasn't the greatest of matches technically. And uh, and this one either, but I can't think of a match that really captured me more so than this match. And so I am going to pick a Hulk Hogan versus The Rock. And I guess we're going to have to put that because two of us at the top picked it. I'm going to have to put that as our number one consensus of our matches. So you know what? Obviously, WrestleMania has had a ton of matches. And we could almost, I almost feel like the five of us have to come back next month and go the five shittiest matches. Oh, <laughs> the most ridiculous, all. horrible I, moments. I, 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 will, I, I think I Kevin can handle this on himself. Yeah. <laughs> I will fully admit I love bad wrestling. I'm, I, I am a huge fan, like of just watching bad wrestling. <laughs> You're the guy driving on the highway that's going to slow down and rubberneck, aren't you? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. But uh, obviously, <laughs> WrestleMania is designed not to just be a bunch of wrestling matches. Right. Over, the his- over the history, we've seen it is a culmination of not only stories, but thoughts, emotions, and hopefully leading up to great moments that people remember now it doesn't always happen and maybe in the last couple of years there's been a ton like i'm sometimes when i look back at the list of the last 10 years of wrestlemania main events i'm kind of like don't even really remember it you know but there are some things that are going to stick with me for a very long time because they were so well done and that's supposed to be the magic of wrestlemania it isn't always but it can be and we have hope that going forward maybe it will be and I'm curious if down the road, if AEW is going to be able to put itself in to have an actual legitimate WrestleMania type card every year. I mean, they have their big card now, but I mean, a legitimate one where we recognize that as like their WrestleMania. A- who knows? AEW Super Bowl. Super, yeah. Who knows what it's going to be? Maybe it's coming. Uh, maybe they'll f- crash and burn. Who knows? But it's exciting that we live in an era now where there is such good wrestling going on and wrestling seems to be a bit revitalized the last couple of weeks by some key changes. And let's let's see where it goes. Now, before we go, I want to, first of all, ask uh, Kevin, Kevin, yeah. throw any social media stuff you want to do, push anything you want to push. Uh, it's all yours, brother. CWE is getting things back rolling as best we can with the slight lifting of some restrictions depending on the geographical area but you can always catch cwe adrenaline our weekly show we just wrapped up the first season of the reboot of cwe adrenaline there on youtube weekly just go to canadian wrestling's elite youtube channel you'll find adrenaline on there and all kinds of other great content as well as our facebook pages where the action is too just canadian wrestling's elite or cwe wrestling on facebook uh myself i am on twitter at kevin jh cannon and i am on on Instagram as well as Kev Cannon 78 and Facebook as well as Kevin Cannon. So give us a follow, give us a like, pass our link along and uh, get the word out. 
and you you run kind of a, a nasty little organization that uh, kind of mucks around the CWE. Is there anything we should I be keeping do. our eye on in the future? I do. There's actually something we just had our third pay-per-view on August 28th, CWE Cruel Summer. It was from Lilac Resort. We had 2,000 very excited fans there at ringside with incredible production value. And I had pro wrestling second ever Yappa Pie strap match on that one with my former employee, <laughs> Josh Cheeks Holiday. And uh, yeah, the weight belt came out. And don't want to give any spoilers away, but... Uh, but there were a few thunderous cracks on that show. Thunderous- <laughs> <laughs> can you, uh, because we talked about it, I don't know if they're still being made or not. Can we throw in a plug for the t-shirt you're wearing? Is that, is that still available? Absolutely. At all? That- so some very good people down here in Winnipeg, Winnipeg pro. This is WPW. Um, one of our referees, Adam, and a good friend of mine, great all around guy, just, Right before COVID started a promotion that uh, that runs in Winnipeg. They're selling some DVDs and they've done about uh, four or five shows and the restrictions kind of shut them down until things can get uh, back up and running. But they uh, they do great work and they are very, very serious about the production value and the names they bring in and who, uh, you know, who does well on the show. And they, they are true pros. Um google them up wpw winnipeg pro wrestling they are uh, amazing bunch of guys on their first or second ever show we had uh dan severin was coming in for um cwe show the following night so i went and grabbed them at the airport him and i came and did a run-in on a match for like a surprise because he was doing a tag thing where he's part of the canon corporation so we did a run-on match where it was kind of a surprise appearance just to plug our show the next night you know it's the company's working together everybody's being friendly and so he got held up at customs so when we got there the match that the run-in was on was already in the ring going he said oh, fuck it i'm not going to get changed so dance and, and we obviously couldn't talk to the participant on the receiving end of the run-in so dan severin ran in in blue jeans and a button-up shirt and was just like beal throwing this guy corner to corner german suplexing him like just grabbing him and having his way with him and then he kind of walks by me as i'm you know i'm cutting the promo about all of his accolades and ufc and where you can see him and this and that and blah, blah 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 and he walks by me and he whispers in my ear levi's relaxed fit glad i put these on this morning <laughs> <laughs> Now, now, you, but, now uh, you, you bring up another promoter. Now I don't know which promoter you've been watching with. Okay. And I wanted it for the, the shirt. Eichel Pro logo. Just, yeah. I, I saw so, a bunch of guys. Winnipeg Pro. Pro. Yeah. You're going to do Winnipeg Pro. You got to want it. You got to <laughs> want it. Yes. yes. All right. Javier, tell us, uh, tell us all your social media stuff and uh, things going on. I just, just check out ProWrestlingStories.com. Uh, if, if, if if the lone wolf is reading, if it's good enough, if it's good enough for him, it's good I enough. I was surprised for he can read, but yeah. yeah, I say there's hardly any pictures, and yet I can still figure out what's going on. So you can maybe, do it. Maybe, maybe Elio can can take a little a, a, a small break from watching wrestling and read a little bit about wrestling at prowrestlingstories.com. Not gonna happen, but yes, <laughs> it's great. You know what? Especially to follow to follow it on Facebook and to have it constantly come up on the on the feed is yeah. great because there's always all kinds yeah. of stories. Some stuff you know, some stuff you don't. Yeah, and, and like I said, you know, I, I I said that Hogan Rock WrestleMania, the the background story there, just because being my favorite WrestleMania match. So I I think that's a you know it's a great little piece of work there that if you're a casual wrestling fan or you're into the history like that, definitely got to follow pro wrestling stories. Yeah, and I think the last article I read, Javier, was it yours with the Adrian Adonis uh, uh, fight thing in the back? That uh, yeah. oh yes, Is that the yeah. seven seven wrestling. There's yeah seven wrestler something. 
crap. Whoa. No, no, this one was a straight up story about the night that Adrian Adonis got. Yeah, oh, I, try to, I try to write um, Dan Spivey. It was like four different perspectives of what yeah. happened between Dan Spivey and, and Adrian Adonis, the fight. And it's interesting how they uh, tell they, 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 they slightly they, different, but the same. They, they're, I mean, the big picture is there, but then everyone remembers it a little bit differently. So I thought yeah. that was an interesting uh, uh, an angle to do. And Good the story, one, brutal what, story though. Holy and I sent you uh, remember the um, WWF uh, USWA yes. thing. Yes, you know, and that was an amazing article because I, I always bring that one up too because that that filled me in on some info that is there and I didn't know, so it helped connect the dots a lot from the formation of like uh, Jerry Lawler and these guys slowly trickling into WWE. So a bunch yeah, of stories yeah. that they didn't really tell you on the WWE side of stuff. So that was pretty cool too. Uh, Javier, so tell people all about your website and where where you uh, are and, and what you do. Uh, pro wrestling. I write. I write for pro wrestling stories. It's not. It's not my website. But well, not. I meant. I meant. Yeah, you, you work for. Sorry, but. Oh, yeah. <laughs> ProWrestlingStories.com. Uh, it, it's it's a good it's a good read. You got a bunch of articles there. Uh, if you're interested in in different uh, stories, history of wrestling, uh, anecdotes, there you they it it covers a whole spectrum. Uh, it, it it focuses more on uh, the past, so you're not going to get like Raw or SmackDown uh, right. uh, results. Not really about the current stuff. It's just about you know what 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 went on before. You know that's that's the focus <laughs> on the site. Javier, I'm wondering if you could you could do me a, a huge favor. Yeah. Could you uh, draft me up an apology letter to my girlfriend for how much time I'm going to have my nose in my phone reading those stories? Over the next <laughs> couple weeks uh, I'm going to be in shit. There's some damn good stories. Make, in there, Kevin. make it make it a letter to whom it may concern. Please yes, excuse yeah. Kevin yeah. from any household duties or anything else, as he will be busy reading stories from ProWrestlingStories.com. Oh, I'll I'll send you my articles first. And then you can then you can read like then you can find the others on your own. (laughs) Fair enough. Fair enough. You can start reading the next two hundred and some articles. I don't know. You know how many are there, man. Awesome. Excellent. You know what, guys? It was really fun having you guys back on the show, and it was interesting because when we I was like usually I I kind of like throw the guests around and say show you this guy, and they actually asked for you. These two guys actually said, "Hey, let's bring back Kevin and Javier." You know, because they oh, thank they you. enjoyed, you know, you guys have such a, a clear, fun way of talking about stuff and, and, and knowledgeable and, and, you know, and opinions. You know, it's always great to have uh, differing opinions and, uh, and enjoy just talking wrestling. Very so, appreciated. Cool. All right. So, folks, uh, that's you got been my, this. You got my PayPal address, right? Yeah, you got mine. <laughs> you got my fans only still? Anyways, uh, <laughs> my butthole no, goes no, on no, at nine. No, no, Anyhow, no, no, no. You, got, you only got a couple more weeks left. Oh, yeah, apparently, apparently, they've dropped that because people, apparently, oh. fans only was found out that if they did this, they were going to lose like 80% of the people who were running it. So they said, oh, no kidding. we're not going to survive as a business if we, so that whole thing has changed now. So I was told that's that by McDonald's. They're, they're just pulling the new Coke scammers. Sorry, that's, that's the whole that's the whole new Coke scam. They're just doing that. Yeah, take, yeah. Take the classic stuff away just so you can have a big comeback, right? Exactly, yeah. exactly. Well, uh, guys, uh, folks, that was our look at some of the best WrestleMania moments told from different perspectives. Uh, I believe coming up next week, we're going to try this. This one got moved once. We're going to yeah. take another shot at an episode of Rock 
Wrestling and Kiss featuring Patricia Summerlin and maybe Dan Murphy again, because I know he was interested in coming back for that. We're going to take a look at that whole connection. We've been hunting for you, Dale Torberg. You better hide your ass because we want you on the damn show for this. <laughs> no, don't hide your ass. Unveil your ass. <laughs> no, no, I'm telling him, don't. He's, you know, oh, like, don't. We're, we're going to find him. We're going to find yes. him. we got to find this guy, dude. Anyways, uh, you know what? Uh, we let Elio, Elio, man, he, he exceeded his words by at least tenfold today. So I'm going to get uh andy to wrap this up in stampede wrestling style now before i'm going to actually if kevin knows how to do this i'm going to give him the chance sure. I'll, let's see yep. if he knows how to do it. we're not if he doesn't know it he could skip it or if javier knows what to say he can t- take a shot at this too what i'm looking for is the classic stampede wrestling uh send off that happened yeah. every episode did you guys by ed whalen the Ed Whalen. Actually, you know what? Even just one quick moment here because yeah. we were mentioning Ed Whalen. Yeah. Uh, today, as we're, as we're recording this on the Monday, we had the passing of Jim Davies, who was oh, the yes. co host of the show. Yes. Alongside Ed Whalen. That is sad. So. That is sad. And uh, I didn't even get, you know what, guys? And I forgot this even popped in my head. We're going to actually do an episode I want coming up. Uh, the passing of, of Daphne was something really hard for me, having met her yeah. and known her, and to have her, you know, to tragically commit suicide was a very sad story uh, with just all around. And I thought sometime maybe we'll take a look at uh, mental health and wrestling. Absolutely. Road, you know, 100%. so any of you two guys know what I'm talking about? The Ed Whalen. Uh, goodbye. If, if I'm wrong about this, like I'm going to have to owe Mark the shark to Carlo. Lunch oh, here we go. He might know this one. <laughs> uh, is it the, the ring a ding dandy thing? Is that what? No, I, you're close. No. You're very close though. Bah! All right, that was one of them, but that's not that's not that's, that's not, not the ending. Javier, do you know the ending? I'm sure if you say it, I'll I'll remember. Yeah. But All right, Andy, this is yours, okay, brother. It's on me. All right. In the meantime, and in between time, that's it. Another edition of WPOV Quarantine. Bye bye now.